It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast, an innovative college football podcast, the only college football podcast on the internet. Did you say college football? We bappin. He said poly college football podcast. Poly college. We are the only poly college. We are a for-profit technical university. Mm Mm-hmm. Teach all subjects. Bud Elliott just perked up. We can monetize that. I didn't even get through that, y'all. It's going to be... It's going to be a show. Hey, while we're at it, can we start saying the name of our new thing in the intro? We should. This is the Shutdown Fullcast, a podcast brought to you by Banner Society. Banner Society, the only website on the internet devoted to college football. You say, oh, there are others. We, we frankly disagree. Banner Society, by the way. Uh, Ryan, what? when are we launching? When are they going to get us a website? So if you're listening to this on the day it's released, Tuesday, August 20th, it's coming tomorrow, Wednesday, August 21st. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, August 21st, it's today. If you're listening to it anytime, if you've downloaded this episode anytime after Wednesday, August 21st, it won't work for you and you have to wait a year for next August 21st for the website to turn on. I'm sorry, but that's just how they've set it up. Are we like so we're like a, a comet or something? You can only see yeah, brief what, glimpses of what we are. We're like an uh, an old CD-ROM game that's password protected, but the like you have to be like at minute fifteen and thirty seven seconds of this shutdown full cast. What did Spencer unnecessarily sing? And if you can't answer it, like you don't get in. Then it then the, it locks you out for it a locks, whole year. It locks you out for a whole year. And you know what we're doing for that whole year? talking about you yikes that's it a lot of it's nice fat in those pants a lot of it's nice actually but you don't get to read those compliments you'll starve for lack of the affirmation we're going to give you the internet on our password protected podcast (laughs) so thank you ryan that is uh the the goods on banner society our upcoming website community online endeavor twitch channel TikTok, uh, everything, everything all the time. Biodome, Biodome, everything except Facebook, because you should delete your Facebook account. Yeah, but go look at our Facebook page before you do. Yeah, just once. Look at that just on once. your way out. Don't put anything on there. Don't share it. Don't comment because we won't be there. Definitely don't like it. I mean, you can you can do whatever you want, but don't expect us to clean up your mess. Legally, yeah. we disclaim any and all activity that happens on the Banner Society Facebook page. It's not us, and we don't know about it. 
Correct. Today, because we are the most innovative and only college football podcast on the internet, there are a couple things. Uh, we're going to do something I don't think any podcast has ever done before. We've termed it the mailbag episode. Like a and bag of mailbag. Like a bag of dead n- men. Yep. It is. And we tell their stories each in turn. This is now a true crime podcast. A pile of dead men. (laughs) My favorite dead man. And a smiling Holly. My favorite dead man is Strom Thurmond because he remains dead. My favorite dead guy? Man. And Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. A lot of times this year I have thought that Andrew Jackson remaining dead is about the only thing we have going for us right now. My favorite dead guy is Johnny Cash because I think he'd be pretty cool if you met him and he was undead. Right? How would you a, tell the difference? Yeah. Well, first of all, one, I'd have a comfort level. This was how level. he made his like four best albums was after he yeah. died. In the 90s. Hi. I'm undead Johnny Cash. Yeah, just Johnny shambling in, it'd be really familiar. You know, you'd be like, hey, Johnny, you lost. And he'd be like, well, brother, aren't we all? Um, I was watching a video with John Goodman going over basically every role in his career. Um, and they got to King Ralph and his comment on it was um, that, you know, I formed a lifelong relationship with Peter O'Toole that lasts till this day. Unfortunately, he has the very bad taste to remain dead. And I, I for I, now, I didn't keep watching, but I hope that's all he had to say about King Ralph. Yeah, I don't think of Peter O'Toole as dead. I just think of him as waiting. Sure. For stronger alcohol. He's he's like Notre Dame. <laughs> Not dead, but waiting. We have comparing, asked comparing Notre Dame to Peter O'Toole, one of the nicest things you've ever said about them. It it is really a slam on Peter O'Toole, if we're being honest. Having the audacity to be dormant for this long. Hey, Notre What's Dame he made the playoff it? last year. What's you gonna do about it, Peter yeah. O'Toole? Damn. What's you gonna do about it, Notre Dame? We made the playoff. No, you didn't. You didn't show up, frankly. So we asked readers for their questions. These questions, they span a broad number of topics. I'm going to just go ahead and spoil one of them in advance for you that we're not going to cover and that I know somebody wants to cover. Nobody asked what I think is a single specific to Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks question. Nobody did. So this is my long way of teeing up, Ryan. Ryan, I know that occasionally the people on this podcast discuss college football, but every now and then they feel moved to discuss the greatness or at least the magnitude of peak era Garth Brooks. Like, Is that correct? It's mostly that I think we, and I should say I, because I don't want to speak for the three of you. I don't really appreciate exactly what the peak of peak era Garth Brooks looked like. Like, I think we all know that Garth Brooks is a recognizable name in country music, that he did very well for himself, whatever. But then you go back and look like, not to get all analytics here, but you go back and you look at the numbers, he still holds the record for um, number of concert attendees in Central Park. The previous record was, um, I want to say it was... Billy Joel! No, it was Paul Simon. Paul Simon held the record with a concert that drew 600,000 people. How many, for those of you who have not looked, how many people do you think Garth Brooks got to come out to Central Park to watch him play a concert where, yes, Spencer, Billy Joel was a guest, a guest appearance for multiple songs? Well, that's the first of all, that's a PED for a New York concert, right? Because half of Long Island's going to drive in. I will also add this was the only New York appearance, the New York stop on his world, his second world tour. So they really tried to juice this to make it as big as possible. Any guesses on crowd size? Uh, if it's a record, uh, eight, 800,000? 980,000 was the New York City Fire Department estimate. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you you put Garth out there, and then you salt that with the promise of a little Billy Joel on top. All of Massapequa was trucking in for that baby. So, 
how many of those people even intended to be at the concert? I think I think basically all of them because you can't do anything that big in New York or Central Park and have people willingly be like, oh, a shitload of people and it'll be impossible to get in or out and I won't be able to pee? Yeah, I think I'll go see what that... Like, I think it, it, that actually weeds out the looky-loos and the wanderers. Hmm. I mean, I just feel like somebody is just bicycling through, and now they're at a concert. No. I, why are you taking? Well, if why are you taking this away from Garth? Why would I? Want I'm going to tell anything? you. Damn. Because he's given you everything, Jason. What is? He didn't know, go down know, to the. Song. There's a song about thunder. Uh, I don't think I know any others. Do you know what Oklahoma yeah, State gave Garth a track? A track and field scholarship. There's a song about Baton Rouge. A track and field scholarship in Javelin. Yeah, how would you know where to call were it not for the song they told you to call Baton Rouge? How would you know that the thunder rolls unless you'd listened to Garth tell you? How would you know where to stand except outside of the fire? I don't know. Yeah. I'll stand in the fire. Who's going to stop me? If When you're looking for friends, are you looking up? No, sir. You're going to look low. Not if you're listening to this podcast. Oh, is that him? No. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know that one. You also know you also know the dance because I'll bet you have been to some. I bet you have seen a memorial to someone uh, in a highly risky field of rednecky endeavor who died, whose funeral montage was set to the dance. I guarantee you have. If you had like You're gonna need an to uncle, sing it. I don't. Um, I will sing. I will sing the entire thing at the end of this podcast. We'll just outro it. Sing it no, as Cassio no, Dog. No, no, no. Row, 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 row. I'll keep it going later, but that's no now. Okay. We need to come back. Cassio Dog gets emotional. It's too moving for the relatively glib opening to this whole thing. By the way, another thing that Pete Garth was capable of doing, by the way, was uh, getting a Thunder Rolls set where the rain actually came down on stage for the NBC special. Oh yeah, he had the prime time. And they had actual rain on stage. Which I was very disappointed when I saw him in concert. He did not have that. However, my disappointment ended when I noticed that he was singing Shameless by Billy Joel and getting women to lick his boots. He did not request the licking. It just happened spontaneously when he approached the edge of the stage. I, I yeah, think or, or, say Orlando Billy, Billy was Joel dropped from the sky as well. <laughs> he did. You know what this? You know what this set needs? More sex. Um, Let's drop Billy Joel in. Spencer, you. I'm going to ask you this because as the oldest member of the podcast, I trust your cultural memory the most. But if others want to chime in, please do so. Was Garth Brooks considered sexy? <laughs> it that has always been on a sliding scale of age. Yeah. Like I have never, I have never seen women throwing panties at him who were under thirty five. <laughs> at the time of at the time of the concert, though. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. But also, having hit that benchmark myself, I don't feel the need to fling my undergarments at Garth Brooks. So I don't know if that scale slides as they age with Garth Brooks. Well, that's because now I think Trisha, it- will, Trisha will cut you if you do that. I think it was always I think it was always the kind of woman who said, "You know what? I don't like to spend a lot on my heating bill in the winter. I just get a <laughs> I just get a big old cushy man, sop him up in that bed." Now you're projecting. You know, now you're projecting. <laughs> sop. No, I Now you're projecting at me. You I'm said, taking You said sop him up. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like a, a big old biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> yeah, no, big old that's what I mean. He's a big old biscuit of a man. Boy, big old biscuit damn, what means butter and sure can sing. That's. Have you seen what he looks like in the tight jeans and the loose patterned uh, cowboy shirt? That's a biscuit stuffed into some pants. It's like when My- you drop the biscuit and the top pops off. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah like when, when the uh, the flock biscuits open too early. That's what happens when you put a big man in real tight jeans. It kind of just explodes out of the top of the container. That's what Garth had going on. But I will tell you, there's a certain woman over 35 who's like, My expectations are realistic. 
All right. To help us get back on track, I'm going to end. I'm, I'm, before we get to listener questions, I do want to read you a little bit of backstory about um, Chris Gaines. Y'all hear that? Yes, I did. Damn. Um, Chris Gaines, of course, Garth Brooks's alter ego that he created in the late 90s um, in an attempt to actually nobody's really quite sure. Uh, it gave him an excuse to record a pop album and put on a very bad wig and host SNL as himself, but be Chris Gaines for the musical act. Anyway, here's the backstory. Chris Gaines and his rebellious friend Tommy started a rock band in 1985 L.A. during their high school years. This is from WideOpenCountry.com. Uh, the band played local clubs until they eventually got their big break. They got some fame, and then Tommy died in a plane crash, completely shattering Gaines. Now... Chris Gaines never had the approval of his father, so he decided to make a solo record, and he sold 12 million copies. For some reason, his dad dies of cancer, and that turns into Chris Gaines developing a serious sex addiction. Not entirely sure how those two are connected. Might want to go to therapy to clear it up. Um, Now, solo artist Chris Gaines is... um, Getting screwed by his record con- his record uh, label, he has some terrible contract, and he's trying to get out of it. He is leaving the studio early in the hours of the morning. He suffers a horrific, horrific car crash and has to undergo reconstructive face surgery. And when he does, he ends up looking like Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. <laughs> Garth Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know when you have enough money to afford good drugs and not dent your credit rating? You know when you're famous enough that no one will tell you that anything is a bad idea? Yeah. That's that's where that's it, there we go. That's how famous Garth Brooks was. He hit that point. And they weren't wrong. Like he was he was big enough at that point that it would have been folly to tell tell him, "No, nah, I don't think this will work." Can I can I tell you how famous he got? He got so famous and unself-aware that in an interview in something like 1997, he was asked, so you've been married, you know, and fame and country startups quite a ride. How do you keep your marriage fresh? He goes, oh, well, every time things get stale, I just go out and cheat. And that tends to keep things fresh. They, they divorced two years later. Uh, last thing, Garth Brooks's actual first name. Anybody, Holly? You want to throw it oh, us? I know. I, I know this I one know already, it, yeah. so I'm going to give it to you. Troyal. Spell it. T Royal. T R O Y A L. Troyal. How Oklahoma? It could be Troyal. I should. I should. I, pref- I prefer to think that it's Troyal. <laughs> okay, sorry. We can do listener questions. That's too. canon. Ah, uh, so I'm going to open up the questioning here, and the answer is real brief. For the mailbag. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We haven't talked about Garth Brooks's Sirius XM channel. Is it time? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Garth's Sirius XM channel, last note. Um, if you haven't listened to it. We have a theory. Yeah. Other other channels that are endorsed by celebrities are obviously programmed, right? And involve artists that are either on the artist label or are affiliated with said artist or who are merely artists they admire and who clearly influence them. Take Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville channel. You will get several Jimmy Buffett songs in a row, maybe a Jimmy Buffett live concert clip, and then a song by uh, that dude that plays the ukuleles a lot. That guy. And then back to Jimmy Buffett. Sure. And then back to Jimmy Buffett. Garth, we have theorized after listening to it uh, in honor of Garth, uh, across a drive the entire length of Oklahoma west to east the Garth channel is Garth's old click wheel iPod that he just leaves plugged in on uh, the elliptical in their house and every other song and this is not a diss it's just a surprising choice every other song is Pink or Avril Lavigne mm-hmm. which tells me that it's a click wheel up it's a click wheel iPod that he doesn't know how to update anymore uh, because all the songs have like a cutoff date. Yeah. And uh, so you'll get you'll get some Garth songs, you'll get a Trisha song, and then just like this solid block of of what Pink, Avril Lavigne, like Lady early Gaga. early There's Christina, a lot, of, lot of Lady Gaga, Steve, early Steve but Warner. like not now, <laughs> but not like Star is Born Lady Gaga. No. Like disco Lady Applause. Gaga. A yeah. lot of early Christina Aguilera. Um 
And then came the realization that Garth, when he's doing his in-between song discussions, he really just sounds like he's trying to put off doing chores. Uh, and now yeah. this is the greatest hustle ever because you can just kind of picture like, here's Garth uh, sitting in there in their sumptuously appointed Nashville kitchen, you know, talking into a podcast mic about how, you know, Lady Gaga's just got a real warm voice and, and, and that, that makes me think of fire. Hey, Garth, that means clean the gutter, me- go clean the gutters. And here's, and here's Trisha behind him being like, Garth, I know you got some friends in low places, but you were supposed to be at Lowe's half an hour ago to pick up that tile. If you want the applause like Lady Gaga's talking about, you make me clap by bringing me some Popeyes right now. Listen listen to the Garth channel for like an hour and and you will see what we mean. But like in my head, there is a recessed wall in his kitchen that just every time Trisha wants him to do a chore that just swoops down and the band pops up like Country Bears style. Yeah. Like for anything, and they will play yeah. the appropriate Garth song for that. And right? Trisha's in the background, just like, God damn it. <laughs> what you're describing yeah. is very Muppet showy, and I love it. Yes. It is. It's like Who right. is more of a human Muppet than Garth Brooks? <laughs> yeah, aren't you gonna you need to go out you need to go out and get on that tractor and you need to go mow that lawn? And he goes, Well, the weather's looking bad. How do you know? Three thirty in the morning. <laughs> Not a cloud in sight. <laughs> the band like comes in, the thunder rolls. Trish is like, like, you piece of shit. God, why do I live with this man? <laughs> what is this band doing here all the time? Anyway, please please listen to the Garth channel on Sirius and let us know your thoughts. Um, if there is a song on there that is written after, what, 2003, 4, yeah. uh, let me know about that as well. That'd I'm be super a, interested. Yeah, we're, that's, that's a data point we need. By the way, his little intros for songs are always super weird. Well, and they're all like... And like not creepy, but just like genuinely thoughtful. Just like, oh, oh, we forgot about the best part is the one time that he introed a Dolly song. And he was like, that Dolly Parton, such a talent. <laughs> like as though Garth has nurtured Dolly Parton and is giving her a come up with a spot on his serious channel. Some of them can be weird. Like when he says, well, you know, Pink, she's just a performer with such, you know, what I love about her. She understands songs are about power. And about destroying things forever. Pink. And then the song starts. And you get the feeling he's one of those guys who exercises, who get who gets through like an unwanted exercise routine by imagining a bunch of revenge fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> but all of his are like go get him girl revenge fantasies set to pink. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this stair climb by imagining myself, you know, winning back the heart of my man. Kill Bill three. Starring Garth Brooks. Uh, boy, that yellow jumpsuit on him, that'd be a sight. So I have uh, a question that I want to Y'all got start real with. quiet over there. The source for this question, uh, just a real, real quick question, real quick answer. Uh, sort of John Psalm. He says, hey, how about you do 2020 Dem candidates? I guess he means Democrat. Ah. Right. Candidates as college football programs. Please. No. 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 No, absolutely not. No. Next question. Yeah. Can we do uh, one? one. Can, you, can you give us one? No. 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 Damn it. No. I just want to know who no. Hickenlooper is. Abs- uh, no, we said presidential candidates. Yeah. That was enough. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a question from Ray Lockman. You've discussed multiple times that Stanford and Cal both have underrated and surprisingly good game day experience. To the contrary, which big time programs are the least memorable? Not Kent State in November on Wednesday, but like Bama in general. Uh, Bama has a great game day experience. The quad is fun. Uh, I always go to uh, I always go to Druid City uh, and get some beers or a Bloody Mary stuffed with pickled mushrooms. Uh, or some nacho barbecue nachos, a big bad wolf. Bama's fine. Uh, Texas was yeah. the first one that jumped to mind. Uh, Notre Dame, I don't love. Uh, it's yeah, I, I don't get it. Kind of flat. Yep. Uh, I will say that the one Michigan home game I've been to in person was beautiful. I was prepared to roll my eyes throughout the entire thing, and even though the game was boring. Uh, the crowd was loving it. I was way up high, so I wasn't near any key janglers. Uh, what about what about you? 
Texas was my first pick as being the underwhelming one. The one that I didn't really have much time for uh, was also Notre Dame, just because it was kind of flat. Although, shouts out, the student section is is amazing. The student section is very enthusiastic and extremely fun. And if the whole stadium were like, I've said this before, but if it were like the whole stadium were like the student section, it'd be incredible. It's not. The people watching just tend to sort of be ruminating on all of the mistakes they've made in life to end up at that point. Or at least that's the way it felt to me because they were playing UCLA and looking at UCLA fans and the football players and thinking, you know, they just don't look stressed about this, do they? They don't look unhappy. So, yeah, those two places seem to be sort of the places where I go, eh, eh, I'm not so sure about that. The place I don't want to admit is good. Um, Florida State's loud. It's loud as hell. I don't want it to be, but it can be real loud in there, you know, when they're actually winning games which isn't recently the first question on my assigned list comes from at watching cfb on twitter the words are wood paneling yes or no um (laughs) i've racked my brain in search of opinions on wood paneling and uh it'll cover up a wall or side of a car if that's what you need Uh, however if you want to get rid of it then you can so my answer in turn, to you, watching CFB would in fact be wood paneling, yes or no? Wow, damn! I'm just gonna come out as firmly yes on Strong that. Strong pro wood paneling on, on vehicles, especially. I think I think it depends on like if it's a, a harbinger of other grossness. Like if I see a room with wood paneling, my first thought is this carpet gonna be nasty, and and it's not always true, but too many times it is. Strong correlation, like strong, like pet urine correlation right. to that. Right, mm. right. Um, Interesting. This is from Emotional Fescue. You are the AD at a brand new college, and you get to choose that school's mascot. What's the choice? Ole Miss. Oh, you're okay. So I like that now. <laughs> Ole Miss is a brand new college. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see. I thought that said brand new AD and not brand new college. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Ole Miss just got accredited. Congratulations. Ole Miss, Ole Miss expansion SEC team. New Miss. <laughs> Deleting history would be a pretty good idea in some ways for Ole Miss. Uh, mm. at, at this point, if I am the AD of a brand new college, I am both going with the college football tide and against it by naming my team the wildest cats. The wildest cats of them all. Fuck off all you other wildcats teams. We are the wildest of them. And it's all one word. You are the mild cats. That's right. That's right. Uh, either that or... I, you know, the, the weather pattern ones have been pretty well taken. Um, I think the... Uh, I think the one that is still on the table is wintry mix. So especially if you're like a um, northern northern climbs school, if I'm the University of Minnesota, Minnesota at blah blah blah, we're the we're the wintry mix now. Just sounds the fun Wisconsin to say. Dells University wintry mix. Wintry mix. If you're the wintry mix, you might accidentally like you might trick an SEC team into visiting you. You know, that's right. you're like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. That's right. They'll be like, oh, that's probably got checks in it. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I think I would just name mine the Wild Dogs. That'd be it. It'd be like the new Miss, the new Miss Wild Dogs. And when they ask what kind of a wild dog, I mean like a feral one. Sure. Like one just roaming around. A dingo. Our mascot would just, just a coyote. No, coyotes just, are pedi- <laughs> Coyotes are pedigreed. Can we just call it anarchy animals? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> feral. Feral University. Yeah. Feral. Yeah. Feral. Is that F A? Is that F A R R E L L? No. Uh, Super Mutants would also be a good one at this point. Just get the license from Fallout. Lean into it. Use steroids. Say that you already disclosed that in the name. Nobody should be mad. We've never had. You know, I'm like we've never had a team just call themselves the Rats. Like rats are indomitable, indestructible. They win, right? Like right. when you and think about you animals good, who ultimately win. Then your student win. section, that's the rat nest. Yeah, that's the rat nest. What's your your mascot? Your mascot could be like an adorable looking Remy, right? Sure. From Ratatouille looking thing. So if you wanted to go cute. 
Or it could just be a big horrifying one, like the one that, you know, unions trot out when... Like the one that sits on the table by my front door. Yeah, with big red eyes. You can go either way. I have an enormous rubber rat. That's the first thing you see when you come into my house. You could also do like a Pied Piper thing with the band then at that point. <laughs> they all fall. Like the drum major yeah. skipping around with a piccolo. Yeah. 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 That's a great one. Uh, I would go with, I think, Men of War. Ooh. Men. <laughs> sure. Because sure. then you get like, you get both like the, the toxic, this is Sparta bullshit but you also get uh, lots and lots of glittery tentacles dangling from trombone slides in the marching band. Yeah, the mascot could just lay there, right? Cheerleaders would step around it like, no, be careful. Uh, <laughs> hey, live longer than Ugga. Ryan R. Ryan is the source of uh, my next question, which is how dumb is using chains to measure 10 yards in 2019? I have to answer the question with a question. What's the replacement? Is it a is it a rope? Is it a a, a a like a piece of fishing line? Use that Wimbledon shit. What the 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 like IBM tennis ball tracker thon? It. I mean, there has to be some really cool electronic way to do it that doesn't involve paying someone twenty bucks to like tote the sign up and down the yard lines. I mean, right? you know, you know, it used to be worse, right? Go on. Uh, so, so, um, Bubba Smith, who you may remember from the police Academy movies, I think he plays Hightower. Mm -hmm. He got, he got terribly injured. Um, I want to say in a preseason game, um, maybe like his third or fourth year in the league or something like that, because he got tangled in the chain on the side, because I believe if memory serves, it used to be spiked into the ground when they moved it so you couldn't like the the chain gang couldn't like sort of move with you it was essentially a trip wire and he fucked up his knee and basically didn't i i don't know if he ever came back again but he was never the same again um so the good news is we've improved it and it's no longer a massive injury risk it's just a dumb way to measure a, a length of distance conferences schools espn endorsement opportunities abound Consider making the chain out of red vines or Twizzlers. Make a bid for the privilege and then use that. Now the chain has ants? Yes. Okay. Now the chain. Again, another mascot nobody's ever used that's just indomitable and everywhere, right? I, I think Nobody there's, a, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's like a D-League team that's the mad ants. Oh, Fort Wayne. Yeah. 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 Fort Wayne. We need, I mean, ants are just like, ants can lift like so many times their body weight. They're ever, you've seen, you've seen the documentary Ant-Man and its sequel, Ant-Man and Wasp. You're, you're familiar with, yeah, you're familiar with the scientific virtues of the ant. Yeah. Yeah. This is from A Personages on Twitter. What was the most stupid football game you saw in person? You gave me this question on person, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I did. 2002, Tennessee versus Florida. Tennessee number four, Florida number 10, 30 to 13, monsooned the entire time, and I had to audition for an opera that night. (laughs) With my lungs already screamed out of my skull. And the theater was locked by the time my roommate and I made it to auditions, and we had to scale a brick wall in our wet stadium clothes to get into the goddamn building. Next person, please. I <laughs> do you want me to do it? Do, yeah, do you, sure. want, do you no. want to wait in here, Ryan? No, you please, really please, that? please go ahead. Please. Okay. Thank you. Let, let, let me, let me, let me escort, escort you to a safer area right now. From Lolo Finarski on Twitter. Which team's dumpster is best primed to combust this season and what event will provide the spark? So, Auburn is always the answer, sure. Um, And CFB Internet has locked in on USC as this year's more specific answer. Either of those teams could be, you know, three and three or whatever, have a particularly ghastly upset, coach gets fired, so on and so forth. That that goes for, regardless of Auburn's head coach's situation, that goes for Auburn every year. 
I, I I noticed one today that coach isn't going to get fired. He's brand new. He's fine. He's he's doing his very best. But have we looked at Colorado's schedule in much, in no. much detail? Because no, we have not. It's rough as hell, oh, man. So it's not good. You have a team where basically the whole defense left. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to run the ball. You have an awesome wide receiver, and you are going to get him so many highlights because you're going to be throwing a lot. Uh, week one, Colorado State. You'll probably beat them. Probably. Uh, that's your, uh, that's the closest thing to a probably all year. Uh, you're likely going to lose to Nebraska at home. Uh, that'll be an improved Nebraska over the one you bullshitted out a win against last year. Check the tape. Uh, Air Force, you'll probably beat Air Force. Probably. Uh, road game at Arizona State, likely a loss. Arizona at home could be a win. That very well might be the end of it. You got to go to Oregon on a short week. Then you got to go to Washington State back-to-back road games uh, to the other division against two of its best teams. Then you get, after those two straight road trips, you get a short week against USC, who at this point in the year under interim head coach Lane Kiffin could be really putting things together. Uh, You go to UCLA. Again, that is a team that could be better late than early. And then you close out with Stanford, Washington, Utah. Out of the other division, you're getting <laughs> the three best teams. Uh, let's see, is that is that the four best teams from the other division? How the fuck did you pull this off? So, yeah, and then you look at the schedule last year. You had an FCS team. You got to play Oregon State. You got to play Cal. It's a complete flip. You know, Nebraska was had only barely begun leveling up. So, I mean, Colorado, it can only burst so spectacularly because the coach isn't going to be fired. But still, I wouldn't want to be you this year, Colorado. I did enjoy you mentioning Arizona there because that's to me the garbage can racing the garbage can down the street, right? Like Arizona comes to town. I don't, I don't have any confidence in Arizona being anything this year, right? At sure, all. That's that's your that's your fifty fifty game. You get one of those all year. Yeah, that's the and that's this, the garbage, I like the garbage can. can race idea. That sounds like a minor league baseball promotion in a town with like. Well, you know that you know that we're very has proud of the local dump. Right, like the gift that has the two garbage cans racing each other down the street in the rain, right? Like that's that's what that's what this is. That garbage can races should be more formalized, though, especially the figure eight garbage can race. Let's put some real money on the table. Well, tune in October fifth. Garbage can bear is a good mascot too. Garbage bear. (laughs) Trash trash bear. Um, this, this is from, uh, cowgirl bookworm on Twitter. Has Ryan told you, <clears throat> has Ryan told the rest of you that I named a cow after him in exchange for a sticker? And would you be interested in other opportunities to trade cow names for merch? Yes. No. And yeah. yes. Okay. I, it's, it's true. Uh, I did in fact send, uh, this beloved listener a sticker from, I think the Austin live show and a calf is now named after me. And I believe the offer the offer is open to any of you to send merch and get a cow or maybe other animals. I don't know the exact details uh, named may after I ask a, May I ask you a ticklish question here? Sure. Yeah. Is this a dairy or a beef farm? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm, TBD. I gotta be honest, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine either way. Okay. Okay. Like, can I name an adorable calf that will eventually become steak after one of my enemies? So I feel better about this whole exchange. Is that possible? I uh, see. I'm thinking of it more of a Horcrux situation. So I die. <laughs> I die, and as long as the cow me is alive, I can still come back. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> can I do this with different animals though? I'd probably pick really unreliable animals with short lifespans. Like, yeah, a butterfly. That's You're definitely so something you want to use as a horcrux. Pick so a turtle. Pick a turtle. Yeah. Why don't you pick something solid? No, I'm going to pick a cicada. I got to wait like 14 years for them to come back out. What are you, Pennywise? Idiot. It's like the it's like the IRA of horcruxes. I can't cash it in yet. Got to wait. My question is from uh, at Dirtbag Queer. Can everyone please give their skin care routines? In Spencer's case, beard care is also acceptable. Hey, man, just wash your face with something. 
generally, but I have a, uh, I use the Lush Beard Wash for this beard, and then I oil it, preferably with something that's got, you know, sort of just basic stuff in it. I think most of it's safflower oil is the most beard oils, but you gotta oil it every now and then. And then like a good beard wash, like eh, maybe once or twice a week. It's not a self-cleaning oven, but you know, it requires a little bit of care. It's not a self-cleaning oven as in you can't set it on fire and expect it to all be fine after. Mm, uh, TBD. I need to see. And you need to brush it out. So that's that's like the full. You got to brush it with like a, a really nice bore bristle brush or it ain't going to work. Now, this entire thing is all just to set up a to, to go to Holly and say, hey, didn't somebody actually in a professional skincare supply store walk up to you and say, darling, were you, were you there for this? No, I was not. You had somebody actually. This was amazing. Yeah. This was uh, this was the Keels lady at the airport because there's a Keels in Concourse B uh, in Hartsfield. And I was waiting for a flight and browsing eye creams, which are a scam, by the way. But Keels makes a good one. And uh, there was this gentleman on the other side of the store. It's not a very big store. It's like the size of this room. Uh, podcasting is a visual medium. There's a, a gentleman on the other side of the store uh, loudly wondering if he really needed any of these products and this lady she had an air of authority like a like a nun or a traffic cop and she crooked a finger at me and it was just such an air of command that I immediately dropped what I was doing and walked over and she grabbed my chin and she dragged me close to this this elder gentleman she said do you think this face just happens (laughs) and it was the apex of my life my pores have never felt smaller um, okay, Dirtbag Queer. Hey, girl, you really want this? Um, at the moment, Tony Moly Peach Punch Cleansing Water, Thayer's Witch Hazel Rose Petal Toner. Used to use Clinique, even better essence. They have discontinued that. Now rocking with Clinique's Turnaround Revitalizing Lotion. Treatments, uh, I have prescription azelaic acid from my dermatologist, which I love because it's like 5% higher than the ordinary's azelaic acid suspension. I like it so far. I've only been on it for like a week. Serums, I like Timeless for vitamin C and E for day. I'm trying the ordinary peptide serum, the buffet serum at night, but I don't love it. Moisturizer, Talika Photohydra Day is wonderful. They've discontinued it and I'm going to be heartbroken forever. Alba Botanica Hawaiian Moisture Cream, you can get at any CVS or Walgreens and it costs like $4, the vitamin E version. It lasts forever. It smells like sunscreen, but contains no sunscreen at all. So don't forget to put on actual sunscreen. Um, I like Liliana Naturals Retinol Cream at night. It's a great moisturizer. I'm not convinced it contains retinoids of any kind. And I kind of think Liliana might be a scam, but I can't prove that. Sunscreen. Uh, Vichy Ideal Soleil SPF 50 or Biore UV Aqua Rich Rich Watery Essence if you're putting it on under makeup. The Vichy has kind of a nice primer uh, effect so you can slap makeup on right over it and it won't pill or peel. Night cream. CeraVe night cream. Super cheap. Like wearing an actual mask to sleep if you want to walk around your house looking like the Carver from season two of Nip Tuck. And when do we not? Uh, alternate that with fresh rose deep hydration moisturizer not the mask just the moisturizing cream because it's kind of heavy and you want like a water gel uh, off night so you don't clog your pores way up eye cream is a scam as i said just put moisturizer under your eyes it's the same skin you're fine mass um the aztec clay bentonite clay healing mask is a legend for a reason it's cheap use it uh sheet masks every night you can manage it i like Mamond and dr jart uh, if you want a wash off mask, I like Fresh's Black Tea Instant Perfecting Mask. What am I forgetting? Hand cream. Super Goop SPF hand cream with sea buckthorn. Your hands are going to get sunburned faster than anything else, even your face, because your hands are way out on the steering wheel when you're driving, right? This is a dermatologist secret. Um, what else? Uh, Superfood Peach Jelly 90 I keep in the fridge and just slap on during the eight months of the year when it's unbearably hot in Atlanta. And Heritage Store Rose Water and Glycerin Spray to spray on between all these layers and also just whenever your face gets hot. I think that's it for the moment. What you know about that? She did ask. Skincare! Shout out to Reddit Skincare Addiction, my actual true internet home. P.A.P.N. ain't got that. Jason, you have anything to add to that? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson voice. Order. I'll use some nice... <laughs> I'll, u- I'll use some order. The exception would be if I have a tattoo. I don't have one on my face. Um, 
But if I did, I would use, uh, there's this, this, it, I get it at CVS. It's like this, it's kind of like a bandage, clear tight bandage that you just stick on. You clean off the tattoo, you slap that on there, and then you don't touch it for like five days at least. And that's it. Your tattoo is good. Holly, you're next up again, I think. Oh, sweet. What is the best thing made in a blender? Asks the Bill H. Um, I don't think the answer here is a candy one. I do think the answer is a green smoothie. And the answer is this. You can fit an astonishing amount of spinach, just for example, into a smoothie before your smoothie starts to taste like spinach. This is the great utility of the blender. You can also that's fit an astonishing bit. amount of spinach and feel like they're still like blend it and be like, oh, that's only an ounce. Are you kidding me? It basically vaporizes. Yeah. Uh, I looked up, I did Google like surprising blender recipes and found like, oh, I made blender hollandaise. Oh, I made soup in the blender. First of all, you don't want to be cooking anything heated in a blender anyway. You want to put that in a pot and use an immersion blender because the steam is going to explode the top of your blender off. Uh, unless you're careful. But yeah, I don't feel like there's a clever answer here because I feel like, especially with the season encroaching upon us, we want to cram as many greens into our unwitting bodies as possible to offset the damage we're doing the rest of the week. Yeah, just, I watch that happen and I just think like, man, being a gorilla sucks. You know what? how much, you know how much what, of that you, you don't have blenders? Oh yeah. Like they, you know how much, like, you know, like how many leafy greens they have to eat for it to amount to anything and stay jacked on that. It's just, it's a hard life. Can I throw in for a granita here as well as a useful blender tool? Well, yeah, because it's tool. a that's a way to eat a slushy and still be a grown up. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, and it's also a way to sort of like if you have a child that is like I want a frozen something, you can be like here, it's mostly fruit, you idiot. I got an answer for the people, uh, like a cheap store bought pina colada. No, I don't mean anything like artisanal. I mean the one that comes from like. You know, a tube <laughs> that you mix up sure. yourself with right. way too much room. Rum, yeah, yeah, that's that's the best thing to come out of a blender. Yeah, my family did vacation on the Gulf Coast when I was growing up. Why'd you ask, Jason? I usually just throw a few fruits in a cup with like milk or something, and then that's it. I'm. Fa- <laughs> I don't Jason even really. Probably the most really fit of all of track us. Of I mean, I don't even really keep track of which fruits. It's like, it's some berries, usually banana. I don't know. I already forgot what's in there. And that's the great, again, the great utility of the blender. Just just throw some stuff in. Yeah, I'm not keeping track here. What am I? What am I, warehouse yeah. manager? Sorry, sorry, Bill H., if you wanted a, a clever answer, but my answer is always to trick my body into eating way more spinach. Yeah. Uh, from Brody Logan on Twitter. Whom's name I always want to say, like, Brody. 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 It's the extra O in the in the last name. I mean, really he, he is a Miami. What's up, fan, Brolo? So really far off. Okay, I'm not offending anyone here. Then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if no. you could own no. one restaurant franchise, which would it be and why? Where are you putting it? I'm going to answer the second question first. I'm putting it at 5200 Buffington Road, Atlanta, Georgia, just outside the perimeter, little west of the airport. We're going to buy the facility at that place. We're going to evacuate everyone safely, and then we're going to burn it to the ground, and then we're going to install a Popeye's right on top of it. Why? Because this is the first time Chick-fil-A's headquarters actually had any seasoning. Damn. 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 Wow. Wow. You don't you don't play the flex bomb for that? I, I closed it because I didn't want to be typing clip. on my computer, I but I regret the decision. Damn. Because I was just going to say a Bucky's, because that's a restaurant and a lifestyle, but it's kind of cheating, isn't it? I don't I think, think Jason's answer is room for a Bucky's. We'd have to. <laughs> we'd, have to just, we'd have to sell the uh, Falcon Stadium just for. Starters. Can I give you? Can I give you a proposal? Take Stone Mountain, raise it, sell it for rock. <laughs> can we put, put a, a Bucky's there? Put a Bucky's on top of it with the the mascot is the new. Uh, that's what's inscribed on the side of it. Just, just the little beaver. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You'd have to be like, well, you got to drive up, and that's it. we do it. I'll do it to go to Bucky's. Um, my answer is my answer is simple: Waffle House in Los Angeles. I can charge whatever I want. Oh yeah, you could, that could be like thirty dollar waffles. Yep. That's not how much they cost in Atlanta, <laughs> huh? 
Yeah. The authentic authentic Georgia waffle. Yeah. Waffle House in a good spot in L.A. and I will be set for life. Like, easily. I'll I'll probably win a beard award on accident. I bet it it would fail. (laughs) You know why? Why? You have to get out of your car to go to Waffle House. (laughs) That's it. And then it would fail miserably. You'd be like, it ain't fat burger. <laughs> Can you put it like right outside the fucking Chargers stadium? <laughs> you get like dozens of foot, dozens of people worth of foot traffic once a week. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Philip Rivers will bring his whole family in there. That'll set us for the month. Put it in Stable Center and only open it during Clippers games. <laughs> oh, sorry. Lakers fan? Yeah. No. Oh, no. The Clippers are good now. Uh, yeah. The LA Kings. Yeah, you can get okay. You can get the Kawhi special if you go to the one in uh, Staples Center. What is it? It's just potatoes. <laughs> can I can I get uh, the hash browns not scattered, not smothered, not smothered, not covered? Just can I have steamed. them potatoed, please? Yeah, steamed. Um, um, all right. This quest. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's 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 all it's all you, Chief. Um, this question comes from... I teed this this question up for you, specifically. Yeah, I know. I know. This question comes from at Jim Gordon. Not spelled the way you think, but I'm not doing that here. Uh, what is the worst single piece of children's entertainment? This is... So, Spencer wants me to say Kalo, but I haven't seen Kalo. Haven't had to wade into that dangerous territory yet. Um... This question also varies a little bit depending on the age of the child in question, because, you know... Sometimes something isn't so bad until your child starts singing it at you relentlessly, and then it turns pretty bad. Uh, some things are good because they'll just keep your kid engaged. Um, but I'm going to go with a very unexpected dark horse here, and I feel bad saying it. The single worst piece of children's entertainment is Dr. Seuss books. Here is why. Wow. Them shits long. That shit is green eggs and ham, one fish, two fish. Oh the, th- oh, the places you'll go. All of these are so long and so, like, physically difficult to read in a way that feels efficient and expeditious. They are... Florida English major. They are a absolute fucking trap at bedtime because at bedtime you want to, you know, your books are the currency. You want to get in and get out with two books, maybe three, and you want them to, you want them to be sort of, like... A, a limited time investment. And Dr. Seuss, listen, if you have an older child who can read to a younger child, Dr. Seuss is probably great. If you're having a child that you're teaching how to read, Dr. Seuss is probably wonderful. If you're just trying to get a child to go the fuck to sleep and you're you're getting through the process of reading them a story, Dr. Seuss is a, is is quicksand, man. You're going to be there forever. Ryan, are you saying you do not like the book that the book I that your know. child no. likes has you shook? That the book that has you shook that's kept in a nook? You well, refuse to give it a Ryan look? Ryan is a terrible rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Bars. Um, the other the other answer I can give you, it's much more niche, is this um, show. It's a show. This program on Netflix called Little Baby Bum. And all it is is basically public domain songs. Wait, it's not like infant train hobos? No. No, it is is not. (laughs) Not like Ann Geddes photographing babies in dilapidated rail yards? Very slow trains, but they have to crawl and catch them. Yeah, stealing pies off windowsills. Um, No, it just just sort of like sing-songy nonsense with... And it just sort of repeats over and over again. So you can hear the wheels on the bus eight times in an episode with different riffs on it. And it's also like played, I want to say like 15% too slow, which makes it really a dirge and really unpleasant. So I would stay away from that as well. I, I have nothing to add other than Caillou, but my feelings are well known on that. You have you have since become like, what is it, an Alexa meme? Yeah. Yeah. Can you my, explain that a little bit? Yeah, that if you ask Alexa why Caillou doesn't have hair, Alexa will spit out my answer from Google results, which is because he does not deserve love. So go ahead, try it on the device of your choice. See, I don't, my, I don't even know the, the character's name. That's how much I have not watched this show. And I honestly, thank you to Spencer for warning me off of it. Yeah, don't do it. it also, it's Caillou, just so you're not hornswoggled into it. No, 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 no. That's not that show, Daddy. It's Kalu. 
No, this is Caillou. No, same, same show. In case your child tries to pull that move. My my question. Uh, this is like, I think a classic preseason question. But I'm, you know what? I'm not averse to some red meat. Let's put it on the grill, y'all. See what smell it makes, because I think you'll like it. Who takes over for Saban when, if he retires? That's from Carnivore22, speaking of red meat. Uh, my answer, a sucker. An absolute sucker. Someone who, who will be fired. Lane Kiffin. Jason Garrett. <clears throat> perfect. That's perfect. Like, the person who takes that job, you're pre-fired. Just, just getting a massive buyout. Offer to do the job for, like, two mil... Can we go back yeah. to Holly's suggestion? The best part about Jason Garrett taking the Bama job is it's plausible. A, it's plausible. And B, at his first press conference, he will basically like all but say, he will largely imply that like he's here to turn things around, that he's here to improve <laughs> on the failings of his predecessors. <laughs> Like, Jason Garrett will take this job and look down his nose, and that's partially a height thing, at Nick Saban and his legacy. His aquiline nose. And he will nose. do that day yeah. one. I'm Jason Garrett. Hello. We're just going to do things a little differently. Uh-huh. Just going to, you know. You know, I have all, all the respect for Nick in the world, you know. I come from the league. Maybe you've heard of it. I want the moment, like... I, I've done what Nick couldn't do, you know, and I was, and I get that. <laughs> we're, we're we're really gonna gonna turn Alabama's focus towards making players NFL ready, <laughs> getting them drafted. It's important that you get them drafted. Like I I want. And this I, to I clearly so I clearly badly. no disrespect to the last staff, but I clearly uh, I'm in better position than anyone really to know what it takes to to have players succeed in the NFL. <laughs> Oh God, I want this now. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. I kind of want yeah. this to happen. Yeah. Also, man, he's a ginger. Imagine him having to coach outdoors well, with that complexion. He's gonna look like a vine ripe pink tomato. The other, the other nice side effect of this, if if Jason Garrett gets the Bama job, Jerry Jones is given Arkansas fifty million dollars the same day. The <laughs> Nick, Nick, we're going to need you to call the hogs. No. No. All right, that's fine, Nick. No. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> I will I will I will text the hogs. Hey, once everybody, a- shut up. Shut up. Nick said we don't call the hogs. Stop calling the darn hogs. <laughs> Just text the hogs. Don't call them. Well, you know, I don't really want any hogs in here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the guy who takes over for Saban uh, when he retires should be somebody completely <laughs> forgettable and replaceable. That's that? that's like you need you need to hire somebody who is an absolute. I think does somebody have a spittoon on the podcast? No, I hit. There's a there's a metal there's a metal table in the room I'm in, and I hit it with Matt my, Ryan. We really missed a shot there to burnish your like legend. That. Ah, <laughs> what are you doing? Beating just, someone with the shovel live on air. <laughs> hey, y'all see Casino? It won't be Dabo, by the way. Dabo's not that stupid. He's not. You know who is, though? Jimbo? <laughs> that would be the best. Ten years. Never hey, leave an wait. A&M. Wait, not if that Cowboys job is open, just like you said. Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because think about it. They've got to get somebody who, like, they got to get somebody who's replaceable but credible. They know that, right? they got to get somebody who it's like, they've got to be fireable, but everybody also has to know his name. And it has to be plausible. Who is that? Besides Jason Garrett. Because I, I had an evil thought. Go on. A super evil thought. John Gruden. after it after it goes belly up with the raiders in like three weeks wipe out yeah (laughs) saving retires and they're like let's hire gruden and finally like you get the double burn of every idiot at tennessee 
who wanted to actually hire Gruden. There aren't that many of those people. I know, there's 30 of them, but I want them to hurt. And I want them to hurt bad. And then, in addition to that, uh, watching Gruden say, yeah, do what he's doing with the Raiders now, bring in Mike Mayock as his personnel guy. We're going to do things the right way now. Another complexion, by the way, uniquely badly suited to coaching outdoors in that climate. Yeah. Wait, wait, can I... It's going to be like one giant melanoma. Can I shift you three degrees left and say Jay Gruden? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's who Tennessee would fucking hire. If Bama got John... If Bama got John Gruden, whatever shithouse rat Tennessee has at AD at this point, this is... I'm so mad right now because you know... You know they're going to do this. You know this is exactly what they would do. Well, we got the same thing. He's just younger. Golly. Oh, my God. Phil Fulmer better be dead before this happens. If if Tennessee's hiring a Gruden at this point, it's Deuce. It's definitely Deuce Gruden. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jay Gruden is just Mike Shula stung no. by bees. Oh, oh God. I'm, a, I'm already you, angry about this Shula, utter inevitability. You'll hire the lesser Gruden. <laughs> this is so yeah. fucking inevitable that I'm already furious about it. Oh, but, but, God. But, like, Jay Gruden, I at least expect would know it, right? Like, Jay Gruden would go. I'm so angry Jay right Gruden now. would go, oh, yeah, I'm totally getting smoked in, like, two years. I need to make sure that yeah. buyout's, like, 30 mil. Right, I need I need yacht I I need like good boat money. Y'all, I need some cleansing breaths. We we got to move on, or I'm gonna aneurysm something. Okay, you're next. Oh shit. <laughs> um. All right, from Mister Haverkamp, I believe this was on Reddit. Which SEC head coach do you think would make it furthest in the Great British Bake Off? Okay, time me. You ready? Go. All right, Saban, baking, uh, Saban out. Baking is too stressful, though he does appreciate a fine baked good in the form of Little Debbie. Uh, Jimbo, too rich to cook, finds it beneath him. Food is for... <laughs> no, tell me when I lie. Oh, no, too rich to cook, finds it beneath him. Food is for Keep peasants. Going. Sorry. However, is the most likely to eat people if it's offered, and he is in what I think is a sleeper hit of a town likely to offer him human flesh. Malzahn, most likely to incorporate Soylent. He's out. Morris and Ogeron, same problem. Impatient, turn the heat too high so they burn everything. However, makes both of them sneaky great at crepes. Uh, Matt Luke, Dan Mullen, Kirby Smart, Joe Moorhead, Mark Stoops would be astonished if they can make pizza rolls. Uh, Will Muschamp, Jeremy Pruitt would be astonished if they can find food in their own homes. Like they're like they're like giant faceless Sims. If you put them facing a corner in their own homes, they would starve to death. Um, hey, who took, the Mason. Ladder, who took the ladder out of this pool? Hey, hey! <laughs> no, seriously, if you put Will Muschip and Jeremy Freezer and Jeremy Pruitt facing like a freezer door with the fridge door right next to them and told them to make dinner, they would just like bang their heads against the stainless steel until one of them or one or both of them died. Um, Derek Mason has quietly been perfecting a series of flawless quiches for which he never receives due credit at office potlucks, but which are beloved by his family and friends and members of his church, but ultimately going to lose out to the relative flashiness. And I say relative of Barry Odom. The man can make a cinnamon roll. I got a feeling. Look at the rolls on the back of his head. That That's a man who can bake. What I hit. Th- that's a minute 43. All a right. minute 43. Clinical. Yeah. Clinical. A minute 43. What other podcast got that? I got one correction. Will Muschamp would chew his way through the drywall like an angry pickle. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm free. I'm hungry, but I'm free. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems I have two questions, so I'm just going to lightning around both of them. Uh, from Davis as fuck, Davis underscore AF. That's the only thing that could possibly mean. Uh, is there honor in staying until the end of blowouts? Does it apply if I watch on TV? If so, more or less. Does it matter the same when we're being blown out by Clemson as it does when we blow out, please God, Charleston Southern? Uh, yes, there is honor, but honor is bullshit. So you are racking up a point total that doesn't matter. However, it's still a point total. So I think you should <laughs> I think you should stick around and rack it up uh, and see if that fucking Reddit karma can be cashed in at any point. Speaking... Is there any honor to doing this when you're watching it on television? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a multiplier. Like, it's not much. It's nowhere near the same. But if you're enduring it, you're enduring it. Okay. Uh, Speaking of Reddit from the, spelled uh, how uh, Tupac would spell it in a song title. 
Ten Buchanan. Who will be the next five WWE champions and how we get there? Uh, first, The Fiend eats whoever has the belt at uh, the next WrestleMania. Uh, then Bray Wyatt takes the strap off The Fiend. Then it goes to former Troy offensive lineman Wyndham Rotunda. Bray Wyatt gets revenge, takes it back, and finally The Fiend eats Bray Wyatt. You might say these are all the same person. I would say prove it. That was good. Take us home, Ryan. Last question from Joey Langdon. Which Mac team are each of you? Spencer, I'm I'm going to let you go first. Um, So let's see. Big swings. Some hits. A lot of misses. Up and down. Um, I'm the Buffalo. I'm I'm the Buffalo Bulls. That's 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 who I am. The the New York State University. Yeah, the the New York State University, the off brand. See, that's what makes it me. It's the off brand State University mm-hmm. of New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jason. Also, bizarre bizarre pride and squalor. What better sums up Buffalo, New York? Right. Uh, actually, no. Holly, who are, which Mac team do you want to claim as your spirit? Mm. Connector. Uh, underratedly mean at home, uh, branded with crackling energy that I do or do not fulfill, depending on how I feel on any given day. Uh, I'm Toledo. Good. Jason? Um, can I be all the directional Michigans? <laughs> all the, Are you Mecca, Mecca Michigan? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Do- Dr. Michigan. <laughs> I might be NIU, like, because all we're going for here is good enough, right? To win, to win that division, all you have to be is either NIU or Toledo in the one year when the superior team actually wins. Like, just good enough is all we're going for. I'm NIU. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, I'm going to make myself. God, you took all the good ones with all your Michigan. Uh, I'm going to make myself... No, I, I passed those back up. Uh, so then I guess I'm going to take Eastern Michigan, because I hope you never think of me. Be- and when you do, it'll probably be for something weird, like my weird gray turf. Like, I just, I would rather be left alone at this point. And that feels very un- on brand with the Eastern Michigan. And it has nothing to do with whether I'm good or bad. Like, just leave me be. Just let me stay over here. Yeah, that's problematic for me, Ryan. I might need you to pick another team because when we went to the live full cast, you yeah. know, all anyone would tell me about Eastern Michigan, they would go, yeah, did you see the building that looks like a dick? Oh, yeah, there it is. It's, uh, hold on. I think it's called, yep, Starkweather Hall, also known as Starkweather Religious Center. And yeah. <laughs> it uh, sure does look like a dick. Named after Marianne Starkweather. You know, there are different ways to honor people, but uh, buildings that look like dicks, that's that's one. Hey, I'll take it. Just just remember me, man. 